step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. you have joined us as we explore together this month's national theme of freedom. During this show, we'll focus on trauma, how to be free from trauma, how to be free from the emotional triggers that can imprison you within the negative effects of the trauma that could influence your thoughts, your moods, and your behaviors. We know that trauma impacts our mental fitness So I've invited an expert on our show today to give us insights about her journey through many years of recovery attempts from active addiction. I want to welcome Cassandra Euling to our show today. Welcome, Cassandra. Hi, thank you. Yes, I know that you have had such a life full of extremes. And as we look at your lifescape um, how many rehabilitations did you actually go through? Um, counting halfway houses and treatment centers, it was a total of 10. Wow. And that was over a time frame of how many years? Well, it started, the first one I went to was when I was 19. And so I believe it was a, about three, three and a half year span. And uh, it started with the first treatment. I was just there for alcohol and benzodiazepines. And by the last treatment, I was an IV heroin addict. Wow. So it really progressed so, pretty quickly. Yeah, yeah. So um, would you say that you would use those drugs of choice to numb your feelings? Absolutely. I, uh, I've had a lot of stuff, traumatic things happen in my life, and I just found drugs to be the best way at the time to deal with everything because I couldn't handle it, so I would just stay high. Mm-hmm. So what were all the drugs of choice that you found yourself 
gravitating to to numb these feelings? Well, um, I besides hallucinogens, I've done just about everything. My main drug of choice was opiates, pills, and heroin. But I've done meth, crack, coke, heroin pills, all that stuff. So, but my main my main drugs of choice were the opiates. Mhm. Okay. So I know that um, there was a, a first trauma. I know there were mi- multiple traumas over a yes. span of time. What age were you at when you were able to identify that first trauma that led you into wanting to numb your feelings with your first drug of choice? Well, when I was 12 years old, I was raped by someone, and uh, the memory was entirely repressed until I was 17. And uh, But between those ages, I developed mental health disorders, depression, bipolar, borderline personality, and then when I was 17, I started having flashbacks of the rape that occurred when I was 12. And that's when things really flew off the handle, and I started drinking a lot more and doing a lot more pills. And I didn't get into the IV use of drugs until I was 21, I believe, But because um, my main drug choice before the opiates was alcohol, so I just would drink all the time. Mm-hmm. Oh, and so the so the repressed memories came out, but the original trauma... Um, moved you as a a young teenager, just at the fresh age of 12 going into your teens, and yeah. wanting to um, and you didn't tell anybody what happened from that because it was a situation where you didn't feel comfortable in doing so. Because I know that some listeners may um, resonate with what you say with a trauma and wanting to keep a secret. Well, and it, it, I honestly... In, until I was 17, the memory I had, because we went to California to visit some people, and um, the memory I had at that time after the rape was just I had, like, lost, like, three hours of my life. I didn't know what happened. I didn't know if I'd fallen asleep. It just, like, was a blackout. And so I don't remember it until, at all until I was 17. I would have dreams a couple months every year um, of being raped by family members and things of that sort, but it was never – I never had dreams about the one who actually raped me. Um, but I had, I would at least two times a year have a dream about being raped. And then when I was 17, I, uh, started getting flashbacks of the incident. So it wasn't that I didn't want to tell people. It's that I didn't remember to tell them. It just blacked out immediately. But as soon as I started remembering stuff, I told my mother and, um, and we told my dad together and stuff. So I, as soon as I remembered this, the incident, I told my mother. Mm Mm-hmm. Amazing but I, think, I, mean, I remember it being really hard, though, because it was I felt guilty about it, you know? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Like somehow you were at fault. Exactly. I thought I should have done something differently. I should have tried to fight harder or do something else. But I've, at this time, now realized, you know, I was a 12-year-old kid. There's nothing I could have done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So as our listeners um, hear your story, uh, it's, it's also important to know that there was other trauma that happened. That wasn't the first, I mean, that was the first one, but there were more trauma that continued to spiral you down into these negative feelings that you just yep. wanted more and more to numb and using yep. other drugs of choice because what you were using wasn't strong enough or long enough or intense yep. enough or whatever, right? Yep. When I was um, when I was 19, I was at a college dorm room party, and I 
let um, one of the kids there get in my car with me and try to go buy alcohol because I wasn't old enough to buy it. And um, I was raped by that gentleman when I was 19. And I didn't really tell anybody about it because I thought it was my fault because I let him get in my car. But I was... I wasn't wasted beyond belief, but I was pretty drunk at the time. And uh, But I just kept that one to myself for quite a while because I felt responsible for it because I shouldn't have let him in my car, you know, that kind of mentality. Uh-huh, yeah. Um, and then when I was 20 years old, I lost a baby when I was five months pregnant. He had a chromosomal disorder, and the doctor said that he was going to die regardless and that I was in danger if I went full term. So when I was five months pregnant... They induced my labor, and uh, I he was stillborn. Uh, so just multiple traumas. Um, yep. So I know that when we first met, um, you had come to a treatment facility where I was providing music therapy. And I'll yes. never forget you coming into the room. Do you still remember that first time we met, or is that kind of part of the lack of memory. No, I remember that. Um, I remember someone, I don't know who it was, convinced me to go to music therapy that night because they thought it would help me because I was coming down from a coke high. And I was really angry and I was really irritable. And so I remember we went in the music therapy room. And I don't remember exactly everything, like how it went down, but I remember at one point I laid down on the couch in that room and just kind of fell asleep for a little bit. And when I woke up, I just I, I just felt better. And it was kind of a weird experience for me because I remember you you were triggering me with music to try and get me to calm or to calm down afterwards, and it really helped. So coming down from all the coke I did that day is very hard and really uncomfortable. So, um, but I do remember waking up and like feeling like at peace, kind of. I guess I could I should say. Mm-hmm. Okay, so when so what happened from my perspective? <laughs> yeah was that when you came into the room, um, you had informed me that this was your first day on detox from heroin and that you had just ingested a lot of cocaine and that you knew that if you left that facility, you were going to die from an overdose and that you needed to stay, but you didn't want to. So me not knowing you at all, not knowing music preferences, nothing, but understanding the power of music did a little music medicine pill on you, and within 30 minutes you fell into a deep sleep on the couch where we had to physically wake you up, you know, with touching you and rocking you to wake you up so the music therapy group would come in. And you were just, like, totally out. Yeah. At that point, I think you realized that, wow, you know, I like music, but that, that was different. Yeah. And your therapist at the time knew about these customized music medicine CDs that I will do for those that have have experienced severe trauma. And so she recommended um, that you try this. And the facility said, absolutely, we want to support you feeling better and being better and your sobriety. And so they approved. Yeah, and that was one thing I loved about Desert Hope that was that they were so willing to do everything they can to help us, you know. Yeah, so we went on this journey then and did um, all of the the written assessments to prepare for the listening assessment. And when we sat down and did the listening assessment, you had quite a catharsis just getting through that listening 
assessment. Do you remember it? I do. I remember it took about three hours, and uh, there were – I had when – I, when I delivered my son Cameron, and he was still born, I remember making these sounds, like these horrific noises that I didn't even know my body was capable of making these noises. I was just so distraught and so traumatized by it, and so just, just, but ever since that day, I'd never really cried about it a whole lot. I did sometimes, but it was harder to access those emotions. I kind of, like, got cold to it, if you know, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And, um, but I remember that day when we did the listening session, there was a song that you played, and I don't remember what it was called, but um, one of the songs you played, The Lullaby, I think it was, um, mm-hmm. just totally like was able to open me up and express my emotions about what happened with the trauma about losing my son. And then um, we listened to um, Hurt by, uh, was it, who was that, Metallica? No. Uh, Nine Inch who Nails. Who did Hurt? Yeah, Nine Inch Nails. That got me totally opened up about, because I just, I was horrified with myself that I'd become an Ivy heroin addict and I, I, I hated myself and there were so many emotions tied to it. But it's like, when we were listening to those songs, it was like everything was just kind of stirred in my gut almost and then just like expelled through my crying and and it was it was an incredible experience. It was really, really intense and there was a couple a couple points where I just wanted to stop because I couldn't hardly take it. But after the fact I felt like a huge gigantic weight had just been lifted off of me. Like just I I felt almost at peace with these things I guess. It was it was pretty it was pretty intense. Yeah, we went through um, a couple dozen different very strong music medicine songs um, that were specifically chosen spontaneously based upon your reactions um, to help create this journey of you to walk through and feel all of these different um, traumas. And you were willing to go to that place because you were so sick and tired of being sick and tired with all of these rehabs yep. and, and continual relapse. And, yep. um, you know, so the so just for our listeners to know that in order to do this intense process, you have to be at that point where you are just yeah. ready to shift and change. Well, you can't keep going on like if, this. And if I wasn't willing to at that point, I was going to die, and I knew it. You know, when I, I relapsed during my stay at Desert Hope and um, – I think the only reason that night I did not overdose is because the amount of meth I did along with the heroin. Otherwise, I think I would have been dead. Mm-hmm. And after that incident, it just, I, I had the moment of clarity when I was out and we were in this garage and I was sitting on the floor with this needle full of heroin and it was like, and it was like this profound experience. It was like I was finally able for the first time in years to like see myself and what I'd become and who I had become, you know, and and I just, for the first time since I was a kid, since all this started with my mental health and drugs and alcohol when I was 14, I finally decided for the first time that I want to live. And, you know, it was it was coming to that conclusion that made it made it possible for me to be able to, you know, go through the music therapy, and even as painful as it was, you know, it was, it was a way that I could, you know, continue to live and not get high and die. Mm-hmm. So for our listeners, we have some choice music. It is listed on the blog, so you can click on the the link to the blog to get these. But the the very first piece of music out of 13 that we selected to go on this customized music medicine CD was really your theme song. And I know you've got it tattooed on your body because it's (laughs) so much your theme song, right? (laughs) 
<laughs> yes. And so for our listeners, it's the Bohemian Rhapsody by Queen. And it just, when we talk about a theme song, it's like the words describe your life, right? Yes, yes. And uh, that song, too, just has a whole lot of memories tied to it. You know, it was got a lot of happy memories. And me and my best friend, Bobby, when we were in uh, high school, we would get in my car and we'd turn up Bohemian Rhapsody as loud as it would go without breaking or without blowing my speakers. And I remember I'd do the low parts of the song and he'd do the high parts and we would just sing it and have a blast and have a ball and it just brought me so much joy. And But I feel like I resonate with it as well when um, he, he talks about, you know, like Mama just told the man, put a gun against his head, pull the trigger, now he's dead. And I kind of, I don't know how to explain it. It just... I connect with the whole song. It just—it's a very powerful piece of music. Yeah. So then, <laughs> part of this music medicine pill with this customized music medicine CD is that we we go to those places where the trauma has created these negative moods, um, and yes. so the moods for you were anxiety and anger and grief and depression. Yeah. And one of those songs that had deep meaning for you was Breaking Benjamin's Without You from his Dear Agony album. Yep, because there's, um, I can't remember how old I was, maybe 19 or 20. I had this dream, and in the dream I was walking on kind of a um, dusk sky. Like it was it was cloudy in my dream, and we were walking, me and the person who raped me when I was 12, we were walking on this beach and we were holding hands. And it was like, the first sense of peace I felt about the rape. It, it it just, it's hard. I don't know how to explain it, but the dream just like kind of gave me just, um, I don't know if it's not closure, but it just, it did something to me and made me feel something. And in that song, it says at the end of it, it says holding the hand that holds me down. I forgive you, forget you the end. And when I had that dream, I woke up and that song is the first thing I thought of. So I connect that song with that dream. Yeah. And that's why it's yeah. so powerful for me. Yes. And, it, you know, I mean, what a huge shift to be able to transform such trauma into feeling that through the music, allowing yourself to feel rather than shutting it off and yeah. being able to go to that place. And I can tell you, I, for years, have struggled with intimate touching because of my rape and it it has it's always been there. It's always been a problem. It's always interfered with my intimate life. And then after the music there or the music medicine, it was like it it didn't not exist at all anymore. But it was like I I barely noticed it anymore. There's a side of my my right side of my neck. I'm usually very sensitive about people touching or getting near because of something that happened the day that I was raped. And uh, but now my fiance kisses outside of my neck. I call it his side of my neck, and it doesn't bother me anymore at all. And it's been eight or nine months, I'd say, since I'd had any kind of incident during sexual intercourse that has made me want to stop or feel uncomfortable. And that's an incredible feat from when I... I wouldn't even let people hug me sometimes or even pat me on the back because I just couldn't stand being touched because it was so hard for me. And and the music medicine CD just completely eradicated all of that. You know, it's which it's, is nothing short of a miracle. I know it's astonishing to me to notice the power of music. That when for our listeners, music operates from our central nervous system, 
it has the powerful influence over not only our mood and being able to change it, but also our physiology as well as our behaviors. And for you to describe it like that is so significant in people understanding how music can actually dissolve those physical triggers as well. Yeah, and I remember when we first started talking about it, I was slightly skeptical because I'd never heard of anything like that before that you do, you know. And I thought, well, there's, might as well give it a try. But I, I didn't, I had no idea how powerful it would be. And I would just say to anybody who has the chance, absolutely do it. It was yeah. a gigantic part of my recovery, and I'm 16 and a half months clean now. I struggled to get a couple days clean, you know, for for a long time, and and now I've been off of everything for 16 and a half months, which is which is another absolute miracle. My whole family was convinced I was going to die. I wanted to die. I wanted to go out with a heroin overdose. I had no value left in my life, and I hated myself, and things could not be any different now. It's it's, it's been an incredible change. Wow. And, you know, it's complicated because you also have these um, diagnoses of PTSD, bipolar, as well as borderline, and having to, you know deal with the medications that will balance you and so on. So it's even much more complicated than the everyday person that's out there having trauma, you know. So this is yeah. so significant. I know that you've had some listening habit adjustments where before you weren't as aware of music really being able to support your recovery, and now yeah. you're being mindful of that? Yep. Yeah, I uh, if I start getting in certain moods, like if I get depressed or angry, there's different people and different uh, artists I'll go to to listen to. And one that I really like to listen to lately has been Machine Gun Kelly, um, his Lace Up album, because it's just the progression of the songs throughout the album. It just the story it tells and stuff. I really resonate with it, and uh, it's it's kind of it it just kind of is a journey of you know from being down and out and being on top at the end of it, you know. And I just really resonate with him and that music. Yeah, and I know, too, for our listeners, that when you have trouble sleeping at night, you have found, again, a a yoga CD by Ron Allen, which we've got listed on the blog, um, Mm -hmm. that really takes you to that calm place and helps you to be able to get to sleep. Yeah, because if I listen and I focus on the music, then my mind shuts off. Because I'll be tired when I go to bed, but my mind just races a lot of the time. And so I kind of train myself to just focus on the music. And as I'm doing that, it just helps me fall asleep. So I, I love listening to it because it's, it's very calming. And then there is another piece that I wanted to pull from your customized music medicine CD with Annie Lennox into the web. Yes. And how that still feels so comfortable for you just a state of peace, and, and yeah, I think you have a memory association with it, and we've got a, a link to it. It's from the uh, a movie that everybody is aware of. <laughs> yeah, Lord of the Rings. Yes, yeah. Yep, so it's, what it's is, the song that plays at the end of the last movie. Mm-hmm. And so the words that she says, uh, which will trigger your memory association, lay down your sweet and weary head, night is falling. You have come to journey's end. Sleep now and dream of the ones who came before. They are calling from across the distant shore. Why do you weep? 
What are these tears upon your face? Soon you will see all of your fears will pass away. Safe in my arms, you're only sleeping. And it goes on to say that hope fades into the world of light. Um, and, you know, being able to pass on. So what's your memory association with, Cassandra? It's um, that I, I, I often think of my son when I hear that song. Yeah. And it just makes me feel like, you know, that he, sorry, that he's in um, a good place and that he's safe. I'm sorry. No. Nice. Um, it really, it really, that song pulls at my heartstrings because I just, it, it was the hardest thing I've ever gone through. Even all the crap that I've experienced in my life, the, the hardest thing was losing my child. Yeah. And that song just really brings stuff up about it. But it makes me, it doesn't make me, I guess, depressed or sad, it makes me feel grateful that I know that he's okay somewhere else, you know? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and then another song that you so identify with is Imagine, which is the last thing that that you heard or hear on your CD by John Lennon. Yeah. That song makes me feel hopeful. Uh Uh-huh. Because of all the dark times I've been through and things that I've experienced, seen, and done, it just, that song just makes me feel like even on my darkest, darkest days, you know, it's going to be okay. And I need that that sense of hope. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, his words are so perfect. Imagine there's no heaven. It's easy if you try. No hell below us, above us only sky. Imagine all the people living for today. And it ends with, you may say I'm a dreamer. But I'm not the only one. I hope someday you'll join us and the world will be as one. And yeah. it just brings you to that closure of, you know, wanting to be with other people. Yeah. Still on the planet and not moving not leaving the planet, right? Yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh. So you have been able to shift into embracing a healthy relationship and yeah. growing to the point where you decided to get married and so we have a joyful weekend coming up where yeah, get I have four get days. To see you. <laughs> yes, and we're super excited that you're coming up. <laughs> I'm super excited too to to see both of you. Um, because I remember Jeremy before he met you. <laughs> yeah. And just to have a, a full circle of this being such a beautiful expression of music and love and sobriety and free from the trauma of addiction. And yep. his son will be there. I'm just, I'm so excited for the both of you. Thank you. Yeah, we're really, really excited. <laughs> it's just incredible. So, we met in treatment, and a year and a half later, we're getting married, and I couldn't be happier. He's my absolute best friend. Yeah, yeah. So for our listeners, um, when you find that you might be in what we call a chronic and settled comfort zone, it could be that the danger zones within that are triggering you into using substances to numb feelings. Um, or other things. There's so many different ways that we journey through life and experience life. So we encourage you to look at, 
you know, what might be possible for you using music differently. You can go to the TEDx talk called Music Powers Potential, Building Mental Fitness to find out more about your music listening habits, or you can check out what it could be to do an actual customized music medicine CD. We've got practitioners that have been trained um, in other states um, that you can access to do this on your own. Um, Cassandra's story has been so impactful in sharing how a variety of different kinds of music can support you differently, but you have to have this educated perspective about what to push play on when so that you're not keeping yourself stuck in an unsettled comfort zone that triggers um, negative behaviors or negative moods or um, negative habits that can be life injurious to yourself or to others. If you find that the music recommendations that we've made don't work for you, then don't hesitate to give us a call and see what might work differently for you. There's also a music medicine boot camp you can take that will steer you in your music listening habits to find out what if you listen to could be um, telling a health story about you so that you can figure out what to do differently. Cassandra, what would you like to share more with our listeners before we close the show? We've got just about a minute left. I just want to say that um, I was a hopeless heroin addict with no ambitions, lasted nothing, and I was sure I was going to die. And so if I can get clean and stay clean, anybody can. And I just want to send hope to people that, you know, if you just put your mind in the right place that you want to survive and you don't want to die from your addiction or your traumas or whatever you're going through, that it's possible to get better. I never, ever, ever thought I would get better from mental health, from my addiction, from my traumas, anything. And I've never been happier now at this point in my life. And so just just have hope. Yes. Thank you, Cassandra, for sharing your life experience on Music for Life Radio. You have been listening. Yes, you've been listening to Music for Life with Judith Pinkerton, where we support you building mental fitness to power your potential. To connect with us before the next show, go to our website at www.musicforlife.us for more information. It is my clear mission to have inspired you with life skills featuring music medicine for health and today's special guest, Cassandra Euling. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.